thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful um, that you're here today with us to listen to this podcast. I hope that it is beneficial to you in your walk with Christ, that it's helping you grow in your faith with Him. I know that certainly has been helping mine. Just a, a friendly reminder, as always, if you can, please go to whatever platform it is that you're using to listen to this podcast. Please go ahead and give it a rating or a review. Remember to visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. And also, if you can, go to the bottom of that website and subscribe to our email list. If you've been listening to these past few episodes, you know that we have had guests on and we're going to continue that um, that theme, that picture here as we continue in through season two of this podcast. And today we have a very special guest with us. Um, you might know him as the voice of Polishing the Pulpit. You might know him if you've been listening to us long enough. You might know him as the voice of Scattered Abroad. Uh, but today we have Brother Jeff Archie in the studio. And Jeff, I'm just grateful to have you with me today. Thanks, Caleb. If I didn't have a voice, I probably would not be known, <laughs> but it is good to be here. That's right. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you and all the great work that you're doing. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about the things that you do and kind of just uh, do a little bit of background and history on yourself? Well, I'm a native of Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, now I make my home in Cleveland, Tennessee, north of Chattanooga. Uh, work with the International Gospel Hour. We've been on the air for 87 years. Started with Brother V.E. Howard in 1934 through Winford Claiborne and Jody Apple, and now I am the director of the program and the speaker and address things that way. So if you are listening on the podcast platform here with Scattered Abroad, you could probably find us on there as well. Our broadcast, our daily broadcast, we have a variety of uh, different broadcasts, either daily or weekly, over the air radio. And we also use podcast platforms so people can go out there if they don't have us over the air. And they can find us anywhere. Sure. So, um, so work with International Gospel Hour and uh, do some gospel meeting work and lectureship work and seminar work, whatever we may do to help congregations uh, grow within evangelism and edification, that they may become stronger and better evangelistically. Let's just say that we want to make certain that our uh, programs <clears throat> transform people. <laughs> and so it's good to be with you and spend some time with you here at Scattered Abroad. Folks, I will tell you, the podcast options through Scattered Abroad, the young men that labor within, great podcast and great opportunity for you. So uh, be sure you check them out, as Caleb said, at scatteredabroad.org and uh, pay us a visit at internationalgospelhour.com and uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we'd love for you to make us part of your daily listening as well. Sure. Sure. No, I certainly appreciate uh, all the work that you do with IGH and all the work you do for the Lord and his kingdom. Is it just, if there's somebody out there <clears throat> who maybe didn't know about IGH, what is one thing that maybe you might tell them just to kind of say, Here, here's what we do um, for the Lord through IGH? Well, in 1934, <clears throat> a young preacher named V.E. Howard walked into a radio station in Hot Springs, Arkansas, proposed a radio broadcast. Radio was still in its infancy, mm -hmm. when you think about it, in right. 1934. And so from there, he gave Brother Howard, the station manager gave Brother Howard a chance. And so somewhere every week for 87 years, the International Gospel Hour has been on the air. 
And so uh, you can learn about this more at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Go take a look at the history, and uh, you'll read a little bit about Brother Howard. You'll read a little bit about Brother Claiborne, Brother Apple. And so that's just a good place to go and let folks know it was just, it's been a long running radio broadcast. It very well could be the longest running weekly broadcast in churches of Christ. We through some research we did, Caleb, that uh, our producer Chuck Richardson did. We are the fourth longest running weekly broadcast in the history of radio. Oh, wow. And, uh, but we're second as far as religious broadcast. Okay. So what's neat is among the four, we're up there with the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> Being an old Nashville boy, that's oh, yeah. pretty cool. That is pretty neat. And so, uh, but, uh, but folks, uh, you know, go to our website and uh, drop us a note. Say you heard us on Scattered Abroad and uh, or Transformed through Scattered Abroad. And that just kind of gives a little bit of background of the work that we do. And so primarily we're over the air. But by the time this goes on the air, you can see our television program either by GBN or by our YouTube channel. Sure. So we're expanding, growing. Uh, As one of my elders, Van Massey, puts it, we want to go over the air and beyond. That's right. There's no limit. That's right. There is no limit to the gospel. And the beauty of this broadcast about Transformed is that when we read passages like Romans 12, 1 and 2 and go to Ephesians 4, we can continue to transform by the renewing of our minds. Right. So today, it's great to be with you so we can all renew our minds and keep on keeping on. That's right. That's right. No, it certainly is wonderful. I, you know, I think back to this past year, um, the year 2020. I know it's been a few months from now since we've come out of that year, but we think about a lot of the horrible things that happened, you know, and how it, how it changed, you know, so many lives mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Um, and yet I also think about things like what we're able to do today um, with, you know, the International Gospel Hour and mm-hmm. Scattered Abroad and GBN and different things like that, different avenues that, you know, we didn't have 10, 15, 20 years ago and how so easily accessible the gospel is today and what a blessing mm-hmm. that is, and, you know, to be able to get that out to the world around us, how it's so easy to do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's greater now than ever before. Right. Right. And uh, how thankful we can do that. Absolutely. And, and even during the pandemic, Caleb, a lot of churches uh, had their broadcast, had their worship online that people could tune in anywhere. Right. And that opened the door for people to maybe think about their souls. Right. And, yeah. Um, I remember and, scrolling on, on Facebook on Sundays and you just saw, you know, live stream after live stream after live stream mm-hmm. of worship, uh, of worship services. And, yeah. You know, how, how, what a blessing that was to just be able to tap on one and be able to listen to the gospel, how easy it was. Absolutely. To so, yeah. So cer- certainly has been a blessing in, in many respects, even though I know maybe it wasn't the best year, but certainly, certainly many great things came out of it. So. Well, it's like I've said, God can take a pandemic. And show forth his promises. That's, that's exactly and right. And so that'll preach right there. <laughs> it'll work, man. Seek for it, y'all. Go that's for right. it. That's right. Well, if you've been listening to this season, you know that our our theme for this season is being an individual who has been transformed into. Uh, we've been talking about different things, specifically in our um, first couple of months with Ben McDonald. We talked about transforming into a person of faith. And we went through Hebrews chapter 11. We looked at the different examples, um, different heroes of faith that we might call them and how uh, we can learn from their lives and learn even from some of the mistakes that they made and yet also learn from many of the great things that they did for God and how uh, we too can continue transforming into a person of faith. Like you mentioned, Jeff, it's a, a continual process. It's not mm-hmm. something that you just do 
once and then it stops. But I mean, Christianity is something that continues to live on through us and we continue to strive to grow better every single day of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so these next eight episodes, this is going to be an eight episode series as well. And we're going to be based out of Ephesians chapter six. And we're going to be talking about over these next eight episodes, being an individual who has been, who is transforming into a soldier for God. And we're going to be talking about this idea of being someone who is a part of the Lord's army, someone who is in a, in a continuous fight for our almighty God in heaven above. And, you know, Jeff, when we look at Ephesians chapter six and the passage of verses 10 through 18 really stand out. Um, and it's one of those things that you, you hear as a child going through Bible class or VBS or, you know, youth rallies and things like that. And it's always talked about, but what comes to your mind when you think about the armor of God, what is something that comes to your mind? Well, notice Paul said, put on the whole armor of God, anybody going into battle, with their partial preparation, will be taken out. You know, you can't expect a soldier to go into battle and leave something behind that he very well may need. Right. We have to be fully prepared, the whole armor of God. Other passages in Romans 13 and verse 12, it's called the armor of light. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 7, it's the armor of righteousness. So this whole armor of God is one that gives light and righteousness, and that is what it characterizes. What I also think of is the hymn, Soldiers of Christ Arise. Mm -hmm. Now, we're taught in 1 Corinthians 14, 15 to sing with the spirit and the understanding, the right attitude, and also to understand, why do I sing what I sing? How many times have we sung, but take to arm you for the fight, the panoply of God? And I'm sitting there thinking, what is a panoply? (laughs) And a lot of people may wonder, what is a panoply? Well, the word panoply is the Greek word panoplia that we get the word transliterated, just brought Mm -hmm. over panoply, which means to carry the full armor. So why do we say panoply? Well, but take to arm you for the fight, the whole armor of God. You can't put that in the verse and make it flow in the stanza. But panoply tells us take to arm you for the fight, the full armor of God. And I noted this in some study one time, Caleb, that the armor of God is simply not moral qualities, but divine strength. I mean, when you put on the armor, you're using the divine strength. And in verse 14 of Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord. That word strong there means, and let's, let's, let's dig a little bit. In the Greek, it's like a present passive word. It means, be strong means continue to be made strong. You develop your strength as you put on the armor of God and engage in the battle. Shall we say you probably transform as you battle? (laughs) So that whole armor of God, when you see that, God wants us to make it complete and ready for battle. And that divine strength God provides. Absolutely. You know, and the things that I had written down for this— really the exact same thing. We talk about being outfitted with the armor entirely. That word whole really stands out because you think about a soldier going into battle. 
he's not going to pick and choose different things that he wants and just leave something out maybe because it's it's uncomfortable or maybe because it's just it weighs too much or whatever it might be he's not going to go into battle and just have certain specific things because those areas that are exposed are going to be exploited by the enemy um and i think far too often when it comes to christianity i think too many people try to pick and choose um, with with what God has told us to do, mm-hmm. um, and the, the easy things they'll focus on, they'll work on those things. But the hard things, when it comes down to it, they don't really want to do it because it's difficult. Because it takes hard work, it takes diligence, it takes practice, and that's something that they really don't want to go go with. And I think it kind of boils down to a, a standard of, of authority in the sense that they are their own standard of authority. That it doesn't matter to them what the Bible says or what God has said through his word. It simply matters what is comfortable to them, what makes them feel good. Um, And far too often that's how individuals and sadly some Christians look at the Bible um, because they just want to do however it is that they they want to do and live in in such a way that pleases them. Um, And then one of the things I thought of too was our armor, like you mentioned, must be in a continual process of development. It's not something that, you you know, when you think about maybe going in, going into some kind of sport, the first time you pick up a basketball, you're not going to be the Michael Jordan as soon as you pick up the basketball. It takes effort. And Michael Jordan didn't get to the status, you know, where he was in the game um, when he first picked up the ball for the first time. We know that he was cut from, uh, I think, JV and Varsity High School um, before he ever made the team. And so it's something that you have to continue working on and continue getting better in this life, no matter what is going on. Christianity is a growth process, but it's easy to stay a spiritual infant, isn't it? It's easy to not grow, to not continue sharpening your sword, not continue, you know, making your armor better than what it was before. It's so easy Mm -hmm. to stay in that spiritual infancy stage, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and when we do that, then we fail to grow. <clears throat> right. Let's simply think you have an infant. You know, Caleb, I've never known of a family where they had a child that had issues with growth or something was not right, that they did not go to the doctor and immediately address and see what's going on. Right. And so when we are babes in Christ and we're not growing like we should, we need to know what's going on. That's why the Lord gave us elders or shepherds or overseers, every congregation, deacons where we can labor and help them in their work, and to study as evangelists bring forth the message. So it's very easy to remain in that part as a babe. And, you know, that's the thing of transforming ourselves, that we've got to grow. And I tell people, what brought you there to obey the gospel will also take you further as you have obeyed the gospel. Paul made that clear in 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 1. The gospel that saved them was the gospel of which they would stand. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's interesting that word stand, how many times we see Paul use that before he introduces the armor of God. Right, absolutely. As we'll see as we go on. Absolutely. One one of the things that I want to mention before we move on is it's interesting to me when it says the whole armor of God. It's, it's not our armor. It's, it has nothing to do with, with you and I as individuals, does it? It has everything to do with the one who supplies us with Absolutely. our armor. 
Um, if a soldier is going to go out and fight for selfish reasons, then he's going to go out and lose that battle no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. If he's only fighting for himself, you fight for your teammates, you fight for the, for the cause, um, behind the battle mm -hmm. itself, you know, and if, if we are constantly looking to ourselves and relying upon ourselves and we've set ourselves up for failure, I think about Jeremiah 10, 23, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that talk about how we have to trust in God, the one who gives us all strength and all ability to go into this battle and fight. That's right. Absolutely. You know, we have to understand as we continue on in this thought of Ephesians chapter six, we have to understand that this certainly is a real war that we are fighting. This is not some make-believe um, fairy tale um, that, that is out there, but it's something that is truly a battle and a war that we're fighting. And though it may not be physical, that certainly doesn't make it r less real than what it is. This is certainly a battle and a war in which Christians are engaged every single day. And to be honest, every single person in this life is fighting in this war. They may just not know that they're fighting in this war, and you, they may not know it, but they're they may be fighting for the wrong side um, as well. There's there's no, and I say this all the time on this podcast, but there is no in some sense, riding the fence or staying neutral, um, in, in this fight, you're either, you're either fighting for God, or if you're not, then in some very real sense, you're siding with the enemy because you're not doing anything for almighty God and for Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so let me, let me, let me talk about this, Jeff, how do we prepare? We know that this is not a physical war. We know that this is not, um, flesh and blood and, and you know, swords and spears and things like that in some sense. Mm -hmm. So how, how do we prepare for a war that is not physical? Well, we would go back and we would consider verses 10 and 11 when Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. There's that phrase again. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Mm -hmm. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the, watch it now, the wiles of the devil. So that tells us. This is a spiritual battle. Right. I mean, Paul goes on in verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the following. So it is a spiritual battle. How do we prepare for the war? Let's think about four things within a physical battle in preparation. Number one, the enlistment. The thing about the armor of God, there's no draft. It is all volunteer. These individuals chose to obey the gospel of Christ. We see that from Acts 19 when the church began there in Ephesus. And so we enlist by our obedience to the gospel of Christ. We cannot go AWOL. We cannot go absent without leave. We, we, you know, we, we've got to be in the battle. Mm -hmm. So we enlist. Number right. two, let's keep in mind who our leader is. There's a leader in the battle. He is the head of his church, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. He is one that is the prophet that Moses spoke of long ago that we would listen. In Hebrews 2 and verse 10, he's called the captain of our salvation. So Jesus Christ is our leader. Thirdly, let's examine our enemy. We may want to talk more about our enemy in a moment, right. Satan himself, but we do see our enemy. So with Christ, with Satan as our enemy, then we see the spiritual battle. And then our strategy. We're discussing the armor of God. And we need to prepare that. Mm. But I also think sometimes we cease at verse 17. We need to go into verse 18 to see the right. power of prayer Absolutely. before we go into battle. Absolutely. So when you see we're battling against the wiles of the devil, and uh, so our enlistment, our leader, our enemy, and our strategy is right there before us. Right. And so when we see that we're battling against the devil, 
and how Christ is our head and our leader and our captain, then we understand the battle that is ahead, which indeed is a spiritual battle. Right. I, I've always said that verse 18, talking about prayer, is one of the forgotten components of the whole exactly. armor of God. So and many if, people pass over it. And if folks will stay with us through these series of podcasts of Transformed, when we get to that one, we cannot underemphasize it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and you, you brought up some great points. Three things that came to mind when I was looking at this. Number one, if we're going to prepare for a physical war, we must make sure, number one, our mind is focused. I think about Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 2, um, talking about set your mind on things above. We must focus on heavenly things if we're going to win this battle and prepare for it. Number two, you must come prepared. I think about, and again, going through Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, take up the whole armor of God, what we've been talking about this, this, this episode and as we'll continue to talk about over the course of the next few episodes. Um, and then the last one is make sure your weapon is ready. And we know Ephesians or Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve talks about the power of the word of God and what it can do. But then I also think about Second Timothy two and verse fifteen that talks about the need and the uh, for the being diligent in our study. If we're going to go out in this battle, we need to make sure that we know our weapon, that we know how to use it, we know what to say, how to defend, um, and that's so important for us to go out and make sure that we are prepared with the things that we have in hand. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, knowing who our enemy is, that being Satan, then we're going to be prepared for battle, and that's why we need to make sure we have the whole armor of God more so. Absolutely. And, Jeff, you mentioned our enemy. We talk about our enemy. How would you describe him? Because I know, again, this is not a physical battle, so there is no there is not necessarily a physical enemy per se, mm-hmm. but there certainly is an enemy. So how, how would you describe this enemy? Well, there's a number of descriptions of him throughout the scripture that time would not allow, but let's go back. Verse 11 says, beware of the wiles of the devil. Now that word wiles there means he's crafty, he's deceitful, he is a wily individual. Uh, In Revelation 20 and verse 10, he's called a deceiver. So he is able to utilize a number of ways. Um, I thought it was of interest that um, in the Gospel Advocate Commentary Series mm-hmm. done by Brother Lipscomb and Brother Shepherd, uh, on page 128-129 of the volume of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, the list that he brings forth, and it's just a partial list of the names that the devil is known as. Uh, again, time does not permit us, but I'll hit just a couple or so. Evil one, Matthew 13, 19. The dragon in Revelation 12, 7. The God of this world, little g, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. A murderer, John 8, 44. There's nothing favorable about Satan. And when you see, think of the wiles of the devil, I know we have a a variety of folks in the listening audience uh, of different ages. But I remember growing up the Roadrunner Coyote cartoon. You know that those cartoons were not produced in the South because in the first episode, the Coyote would have taken a gun and shot the Roadrunner. <laughs> so, and he always was trying these right. different things that never worked. Right. Do you remember his name, Caleb? Uh-uh. His name was Wile, W-I-L-E. His middle name was E with a period, Coyote. <laughs> Wiley Coyote, Wiley, which means he used everything possible to get that roadrunner 
but he always came up short. There, there was one scene where he finally caught him, but he had shrunk and the road runner was huge. And he held up the sign and said, okay, wise guy. Now what do I do with him? <laughs> well, Satan's not like that. Right. When he gets people, and that's why we need to have the armor of God and always be ready for this battle. And so when we describe him in those methods, we understand he is powerful. But God is more powerful. Absolutely. First two chapters of the book of Job sets it right there. That's right. Even when he crawled off in Genesis 3, God has all the power. So whose side do I want to be on? Right. I want to serve in the Lord's army and allow him to provide me all that I need. That helps me. Caleb, I keep going back to this. It helps all of us to transform ourselves (laughs) into what he wants us to be. That's right. Absolutely. Well, we're running very, very short on time. So Jeff, let me quickly ask you this. We've talked about our enemy. So how do we defeat him? How do we defeat this cunning, crafty enemy that is always looking to destroy us, always looking to bring us down into terrorist part? How do we defeat him? All right, man, you want three points in 30 seconds. Go for it. Here we are, three points in 30 seconds. Back to verse 10 and 11. We be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Rely upon God with the armor. Number two, we are to be aware of our surroundings, if you will, with the devil. We're not ignorant of his devices, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. And he is walking around, so we mm-hmm. need to be aware. Third, resist him, 1 Peter 5, 9. We resist him in the faith. We submit ourselves to God, James 4, 7. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Those three things. Strong in the Lord, be aware of our surroundings and resist him. Absolutely. Jeff, we are we're certainly in the midst of war, aren't we? And it's something that we are having to 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 come to terms with, it comes to grip with every single day that we are fighting this war against against an enemy who's who's ruthless and who's gonna stop at nothing to make sure that we fall and that we fail in this life. But if we cling close to God, and if we remember what David told the Philistine army that the battle is the Lord's and that we're fighting for him. If we faithfully live for him, then we're going to be okay, aren't we? Amen. Without a doubt, Caleb. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, Great discussion. Absolutely. I certainly appreciate you being on this episode. I'm looking forward to the next few with you, and I'm grateful for your study and for the study that we're going to be able to do um, for this podcast. And always remember this, don't conform, but transform. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.